Welcome to the Pup Sports Podcast. I am your host, Nate Alford, coming to you today from Studio B. And we have a jam-packed show for you. It's a it's a player. It's a player day. Finally, to have another player day. It's been a little bit of uh, an absence since we've had our last player interviews. But we had an opportunity to sit down and talk with all three sports that are going to be playing uh, in playoffs, hopefully. I mean, the boys' uh, football still time will tell as far as if they get the win this week or not. But for both volleyball and soccer, congratulations to both teams making it to the playoffs. The volleyball girls looks like they'll be the fourth seed. And then uh, GSL champs for the soccer, uh, the ladies' soccer bullpups. And uh, really, really proud of those uh, those girls going undefeated and uh, having a shot at redemption, beating CV in their uh, final game to lock up that uh, number one seed for the GSL. Now, uh, for the structure of today's show, we will have KK Horn to kick things off, uh, all-star volleyball standout senior. And uh, after that, we'll follow it up with Austin Reed. Great opportunity to talk about uh, a transfer student, uh, especially from a kid that came over from Mead. And then uh, we'll close things out with Maria Strasser, uh, you know, another uh, great soccer player, and we've had a couple on the show. So stick around. Enjoy the player interviews today. Tomorrow we'll do our coaches show uh, before the uh, final Pup football game, home game, and senior night against LC. Uh, but if you are listening tonight and you have the stream available for you for uh, the home games, watch the soccer game. It's on at 5 o'clock tonight. Uh, even if you're a little late to it, tune in, see what those ladies are doing. Uh, they play their first uh, playoff game today. So without further ado, enjoy the show. And uh, the interviews are going to roll back to back to back, just to give you a heads up. Joining PSP now is KK Horn, number four for the Pups. She plays volleyball. And uh, coming off a victory last night on senior night, you guys beat North Central, right? Yep. All right. Now, KK, what does the KK stand for in your name? So um, my full name is Kathleen, but uh, when I was little, my sisters just decided to call me KK. There's no other K, actually, but I don't know. It's a nickname <laughs> that stuck. <laughs> so is it the kind of thing on the first day of school when the teacher's like, Kathleen, you're like, no, it's KK? Yep. I tell most of my teachers to call me KK just because, I don't know, it's easier, and I, I'll just respond to it. I like it. Okay. Who I am. At home, if uh, you're called Kathleen, does that mean you're in trouble? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, talk more about that game last night, uh, North Central. Uh, I know that you guys needed to win to make sure you secured your spot for playoffs. Uh, was it a pretty easy game for you guys or uh, were you guys challenged by the North Central Indians? Um, so our first two sets were uh, really good. We started off strong. Uh, we kept the lead. We had some big serve runs. Um, and then the third set, we kind of let up a little bit, which um, wasn't great, but we still pulled through. NC definitely showed up at the end, um, which I don't think we were expecting, but thankfully, uh, my team was able to kind of just push through and finish out, which was really important. That's great. And so you're, you were one of, or you are one of uh, three seniors. Do I have that right? Yeah, three. Sweet. Okay. And uh, now you guys enter playoffs. And uh, what's, what's the record now that the end of the regular season's done? 
So we lost um, four games this season, but one of them was Mount Tocan, which is 3A. So right now we're coming in fourth and 4A behind Ferris, Mead, and U-High. Okay. And uh, which of those teams would you say were one of the tougher matches you had within the GSL? Um, I'd say that a tough match was definitely U-High because we took the first set off of them and then uh, just weren't able to finish out. Um, and then Ferris was a tough one, too. That was one that had, but to see them again and play Austin really show up and play like we can and hopefully take the win yeah what a what GSL team would you say has the toughest home environment meaning when you guys played away they had a lot of fans show up and created kind of uh, some ruckus in the crowd oh you high definitely they have a student section that really tries to get in your head and they're super spirited which is awesome but being on the court against them isn't very fun, but when we played them, I was super proud of my girls, how mature they were, and um, how they just kind of took some of the hate and rolled with it, and, you know, it was good. Yeah. Now, what what position do you play on the court? Um, I'm an outside hitter, and I also play in the back row, so I usually rotate um, all the way around the court, just kind of uh, in the front and back, both positions. Sometimes we'll have a DS going for me back row. Okay. Now, I've always been fascinated about that with volleyball to where with other sports, there's a sense that, you know, you have a little bit more control because you're on the field or you're on the floor at all times. Um, but yeah. with volleyball, you're kind of constantly being subbed out because there's a little bit more strategy involved and, you know, trying to play to your strengths of your teammates. Is that tough for you when you have to kind of come off the floor when it's a close game? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think I play my best games when I'm rotating all the way around and I, you know, I stay focused. I'm in it every play I'm on the court. Um, and when I come off, you definitely get a little colder. You're not as warm. But, um, you know, if you put in the effort to stay focused and involved in the game when you're off and you're still cheering. Coming back in isn't too hard. Yeah. Now, uh, with practice, and I know that that's important and, you know, clearly to you guys with being that four seed and making it a playoffs, which is awesome. What a, what's the overall feeling you get or what's the strategy from coach Benson? What, you know, what does she bring to practice that really helps your game? Yeah. She's us to be focused and intentional in what we're doing, which I think is great. Um, we work hard in practice to kind of play with, um, in, in a way that's fun, but also in a way that is pushing us to be better and prepared for our game. Um, and usually it works out great. I think our team does a really good job of focusing when we need to and really um, dialing in when um, the time is right. Yeah. So when you say that you're an outside hitter, um, you know, usually the one coming through to spike the ball down, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, I've I've seen from time to time – where you guys are, you know, you have two people come up to the net. Uh, one is actually going to spike, the other one's kind of faking it. And then how, yeah. do, how do you decide, is it kind of a called play if you kind of come down on the ball or you kind of, you know, have a little bit of a softer hit or you kind of, it's a it's a quick hit over. Is that a coach's decision or is that more your feel? Yeah. So um, there's a couple different things when you're going up to swing that you can do. You can try to, you know, hammer the ball straight down, hit it hard, get a kill, or 
for me, what I do a lot because I'm a shorter hitter compared to most girls on my team and compared to the block is you can do a chip shot or a roll shot. And that's strategically placing the ball in a place where um, the other team isn't. And it might be, you know, a lower, softer hit over or pushing it deep to the back corners of the court. And for me, that's usually decided based on the set where the block is. And maybe Coach Benson will have told me the play before, you know, this spot is open, try to put it there. So it takes, it kind of all happens really fast right in the air where you have to to decide what am I going to do with this ball and how can I put it over to, you know, best score. So that's something that's kind of hard, but it's pretty fun. Yeah, no, that really is. Now, uh, I know with volleyball, with your success, and it sounds like you've been playing for a while, are you looking to play uh, volleyball at the next level, I mean, uh, collegially, or are you going to play maybe some other sport? Um, It would be awesome if I could play volleyball at the next level, but I just don't think that would work out for me. Um, But I am going to throw javelin in college for track and field at the D1 level. Um, I'm looking at four different colleges right now. I've toured, gone on official visits at University of Washington, um, United States Air Force Academy, Oregon State, and this weekend I'm going on my last visit at the University of Arizona. And then um, in the following week, I'm going to decide and then sign and commit on November 13th. So I'm really excited. That is, that's incredible. Now, for those that don't really know what it's like or have experienced it themselves, what is an official visit like? What do you do when you go to a school? It's quite the experience. They, um, it's all paid for because they're bringing you down and trying to show you their school and um, give you an idea of why they think you should go there. So um, they'll fly you down, they pick you up. Usually they're going to take you out to breakfast. Um, and then... Um, you know, you go and I've met with tons of academic and athletic counselors and I get to hear about the majors that would be good fits for me. Um, and after that, I might have a meeting with the head coach, which is really cool. And then usually on, um, the first night of the visit, I'll, uh, go out to dinner with my host, which is usually a freshman javelin thrower, um, or another thrower in the program. And then, um, I might go out with the team, get ice cream, um, go do something fun in the town that I'm in. And then usually on the second morning of the visit, I'll go to breakfast with my host and the coach. And then that day I usually spend with the team. Um, And then there's been two times that on the Saturday I got to go to the football game, which was super fun. I love that. And then there's dinner with um, most of the coaches and the team again. And then the next day I'm going home, but it's a lot packed into one weekend, but it's, it's been super awesome to be able to see these schools and to meet all the coaches and the athletes. It's been just an uh, incredible experience. Have you had a school or two that you've had the best feeling when you've been on campus? Um, I'd say that I had a really good feeling on the University of Washington's campus just because um, it's, you know, pretty local, close to home in my state. I've had tons of family go there. Um, my dad went there. Um, I just felt familiar with the school. I felt comfortable there. Um, I really also did uh, like Oregon State. But, um, yeah, both have super, super cool 
um, options for me, and it's going to come down to a pretty tough decision in the end, but um, I think I'll be able to make the right one. Yeah, no, tough decision for sure, but uh, it would be great to have you stay local for sure. Now, one last question I had for you, and this made news this week especially. The NCAA voted about athletes being able to be compensated for their likeness. Um, yeah, are you I aware of that? that? Okay. Yeah, I am. Now, is that something in which would influence you to continue to play or, you know, or be there for all four years? And would that help and aid you play, you know, or compete uh, via track, track and field at the next level? Or does that make no difference to you? Um, honestly, I don't know if um, a school or anybody would be using my likeness just because track isn't one of the big money makers for most colleges. It's, you know, usually like football and basketball and stuff like that. But um, if the school said that they would do that and I'd be compensated, that would be awesome to be able to use um, my talents, what I've worked hard for, for something like that. But for me, it's not um, something that I'm taking into account very heavily because I wanted to do this before um, that was allowed, and I still want to do it just as much. Yeah. No, I can completely understand where you're coming from there. Now, uh, just so we can get one more plug for it, your guys' next game, your first playoff game is when? Um, this uh, coming Tuesday, we're going to be in Richland against Richland, and I know it's going to be a pretty tough game, but we're gearing up and really hoping we can win. And uh, real fast, what's Richland's strength? I'd say they're hitters. They have some big girls who can swing pretty hard, but luckily we have a pretty big block. So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, we look forward to that and uh, look forward to be, uh, keeping posted on your guys' season. Hopefully uh, you get past the Bombers. And uh, we'll keep referring to you as KK on the uh, Pup Sports Podcast, even though we know the true name is Kathleen now. Yep. Hey, thanks me. so much for joining us. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Joining me now is defensive standout number 54, Austin Reed. Austin, thanks so much for coming on the program. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So uh, coming off a huge win last week against CV, out at CV, uh, what was the feeling like after you guys won that game? Uh, honestly, in sports, I've never had a feeling like it. To be in such a big game and to win in the way we did was just the best feeling I've ever had. It's a so it's fourth down in overtime. You stop CV. You win the game. Uh, what was uh, what was that final play? And uh, kind of what do you remember from that final play? Um, I just remember uh, we had a really good call. Obviously, like the play opened up really good for Zane, and he ended up getting enough of the quarterback for him to fall down and. Everyone just stormed the field, and we were all super excited, of, of course, that we got the win and extended our chances for playoff berth. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Zane Melzer uh, was a transfer student. I know you are you are a transfer student as well, right? Where did where'd you come from before you uh, landed at prep? Uh, I was at Mead. Okay, so, so was Zane, correct? Uh, Zane went to Mount Spokane. Oh, Mount Spokane, that's right. Okay, so you came over from Mead uh, what year? Uh, last year was my first year here. Okay. 
Now, um, was it a tough decision to kind of switch schools and come over to prep, or what kind of influenced that decision? Uh, yeah, it was actually a really tough decision, and I think that's why it took me two years to actually end up making the decision. But uh, what really influenced me was my family and my a couple of my friends over here, like Caden Kerr and Zane had transferred, and they kept telling me great things about the program, and it made me think more deeply into the process of transferring. Okay, and so in going to Mead, where did you go to middle school? Um, I went to Northwood. Okay, all right, and you played football there? Yeah, I played football. Okay, yeah, pretty decent feeder program to go right over to Mead. And then, uh, yeah, no, so really interesting that you kind of made your way over to prep. Uh, so you said you mentioned two names. You mentioned Zane and you mentioned Caden Kerr. So both of those guys were transfer students as well? Caden uh, uh, started, I, I don't know, I think he came over from Salk Middle School. Okay. So, yeah, that was more of a transfer too. But uh, I played on the Storm football team when we were younger with both of those two guys. Oh, really cool. Okay. Now, when you did come over, and I know that, uh, you know, I don't think prep's a tremendously big school, so it's not like, you know, you can't find here and there people that you're, that you know. Um, but what was the challenge like when you first came over? Did you feel like you didn't know anyone or were you able to kind of fit right in? Uh, yeah, it was really weird walking in the halls the very first day, my, day I came over because, Generally, you recognize a bunch of familiar faces, but walking through the halls, I only knew a few people, and mainly just from the football team from the summer. So that was a big uh, difference in coming over to prep. Yeah. Now, what about in the classroom? Was that a, a little bit of a challenge for you when you did come over? <laughs> yeah. Um, preps, homework, and the the tests are a lot more difficult. Plus, it was my junior year and I think pretty historically speaking junior year is always the hardest especially at a college prep school yeah no that's understandable and I can remember my time too at prep that junior year is is challenging now how long did it take you to realize you made the right decision in the switch to prep um I would say a couple like a couple of weeks into football and really realizing what kind of uh, community prep was like and how they run their school and how everyone is really just a family. Yeah. Now, was there a teacher early on uh, in that first year of prep that kind of helped you find your, find your place at prep? Uh, I wouldn't really say a teacher, helped me find my place it just kind of happened over time but the football coaches all of them were really supportive of me and trying to help me out in finding my way through yeah now uh now talking about those football coaches who would you say is more intense uh coach mckenna or coach higgins oh that's a tough question but <laughs> probably coach coach higgins is probably more intense now, it's it's tough because the fact that he's up in the booth uh, on game days, but at practice, is that where you kind of see that intensity? Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. I was just thinking at practice, he's the one that'll get on you if you're 
doing something remotely uh, wrong, which happens quite often. But um, Coach McKenna's got a ton of energy, so it's just a like I don't know. It's just a different. They're both different. Yeah. Now, uh, if there's one guy, and you know, if you have another name, I'm all ears. Uh, but I see that brings a lot of intensity on game day. Uh, Daniel McKernan is always jumping around, cheering on his teammates, yelling, uh, battle cries, if you may. Is there anyone else that matches the intensity that we see from uh, Daniel on game days? Uh, yeah, Liam Harrington. He is another senior. He doesn't. Um, he gets on the field, plays corner sometimes, but he is like our our hype guy. So. Um, a guy that does like our pregame chant on the field. And then also Kaz Melzer, he plays with a lot of energy and he's on the D line with me. So I don't know. I think we feed off of each other. Yeah. Now, uh, if you had to pick a uh, pro player or a college player, if you have one, uh, that you kind of model your game after, who's someone that kind of influences your play on the field? Uh, well, I've always uh, really liked Brian Erlacher. He's retired, but he used to be a middle linebacker for the Bears, and I really liked the way he played. Uh, a lot of times I'll hear that uh, D linemen get themselves into trouble here and there when they start freelancing or kind of doing their own thing. Um, are you guys just coached on getting to the quarterback, or do you have certain techniques and uh, you know goals in which you're supposed to do on a given play? Yeah, there's a lot of different things we have to do from setting the edge to dipping our shoulder and going through the B-gap or outside pass rush. I mean, there's a whole lot more than you think to going in. We have uh, edge feather technique and a whole bunch of different things that we have to know. And it's really tough to be in one position and know that you can't peek inside because if you do, you'll get pinned by the big offensive lineman. And then it just creates a big running lane for the running back and can result in a really big play. So on every given play, you kind of know what you're going to do as far as if you're going to set the edge or you're going to kind of hit B-gap or, you know, kind of go more inside. It's It varies on play to play. You kind of know based on what the play call is. Uh, Yeah, based on the play call, we have an idea, but also you never know if the tackle is going to pull or if he's going to pass uh, pass that. So we have to read the tackle as well. And how much of that comes from watching film? Uh, film helps tremendously. You get a lot of tells, and it's super important for us to spend a lot of time watching it. But it's also when you're out there, you just kind of get a sense for over time. You look at the pressure of their hands or their eyes or what they're doing on different plays they run. Yeah. Now, one last thing if I could ask you uh, before you go. This dates back to the Mead game when you guys did play him this year, and it was a decisive win you guys had over Mead. Um, what was that like? So what was the overall feeling like? And uh, going into that game, did it mean a little bit more to you? Uh, yeah, of course. It meant like a ton. It's my senior year, and I transferred from there. So they uh, they were... They were excited to play me, I know for sure, and they really wanted to beat me. But I don't know. It was a it was a big game in our season too. So I'd say just the overall team win was the best part of beating Meade. Yeah, 
Did uh, were there any words exchanged on the field uh, from guys? Uh, yeah, I got pretty chippy. <laughs> well, that uh, that's great though. You know, I, I can tell uh, just by the way you've spoke and um, what prep has been and meant to you. Uh, and I think that that's great because, you know, just at the end of that, where I'm asking about, you know, a game that could personally mean a lot to you and you bring it back to how big of a win it was for the team. So, uh, yeah, no, that's great. So uh, this week we have Elsie at home, Thursday night, senior night. Uh, is the whole family showing up for senior night for you? Uh, yeah, I do believe so. I have quite a few of them that will probably want to be there. That's great. And uh, assuming you guys win and you beat LC, uh, that means playoffs, right? Will you guys, do you know, would you guys go on the road for that first playoff game or would you be at home? Uh, that all just depends on, obviously, our game versus uh, LC, but also the Ferris and Mead game. Okay, all right. Well, hey, uh, I know that you guys are probably practicing really hard, but I know... LC has surprised a lot of teams this year, so go out and get get the Tigers this year, and I know that they're a little bit of a rival, rival too, so uh, have fun out there on Thursday. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, take care, buddy. Joining me now is Maria Strasser. She's a, a lady bull pup. She plays soccer, and uh, coming off a undefeated season or undefeated uh, league season and GSL champs. Maria, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you. So uh, take me through that last game because here's the tough part that I was really bummed at. You guys played on the same night that the boys' football team played CV out at CV, and it was kind of that decision of, oh, man, I got to you know, I gotta travel out to CV. I don't know if I'll be able to catch any of the game, but I know that was a huge win for you guys, especially last year losing to CV. What was that like to get the win at home? Yeah, uh it was a huge game for us just because we, yeah, CV was the team who took us out of playoffs last year on our own field in the snow. Um, it was kind of, it really hurt us last last season. So coming into the season, we were, I mean, CV is a team that we've had in the back of our minds the whole season. I mean, we wanted to beat them so bad. And so, so going into that game, we were all super, super ready. And, we were all just hungry to beat them. And uh, they were definitely pretty tough. I mean, we were down 1-0 for, for like three or four minutes before we scored again. Um, so we kind of had to keep our composure. And I think that's something that helped us eventually win the game and, and keep it together because we had the right mindset and right um, – yeah, mindset going into that next few minutes, scoring our next goal, and then we had our our second goal, which ended up being the game goal for us to win. Um, it was really just, I don't know, it felt it felt so good to beat a team that historically is always pretty good, has a huge pool of girls to choose from. They're they're always solid, so being able to come out with a win from that big strong team, it just was it was just so good for us and then we got to go to the football game and and then they beat them too which was a great night for prep I think overall yeah no great overall uh team wins uh, across the board including uh I believe volleyball beat CV the night before so kind of a full sweep and uh that I thought that was really great uh now on the on the field what's your position 
I play outside back. Okay. Now, what's the role of someone that plays outside back? Yeah, so I basically, I'm a defender, but um, as an outside back, you do most of, like, the most running on the team, I would say. Most, uh, you're traveling up and down the wing, um, because not only are you a defender, but you're also an attacker, because you incorporate yourself with the attack when it's on for a switch, especially you're overlapping with a, a winger and you're trying to get crosses in. And so that's probably my biggest role on the team is um, using speed to kind of get up the side and then drive it to the end line and cut a ball back in for, a, for I don't take too many shots. I'm more like setting teams up or setting players up, assisting as much as I can um, but then, I mean, with that comes tracking back, running back, if you get a counterattack. So the biggest thing for me is just, okay, if I make this run, am I going to be able to get back if, if it doesn't go our way? So it's, a, it's definitely a tough position, and I've, kind of, I've played it for club, and I've played it in high school all my years. And so I'm pretty comfortable with it now because... I like that transitional kind of phase and tra transitional position itself because I I am a big role on the team, but I'm also, I mean, I play defense and offense. So. Yeah. Now, is, is that tough? Because I've always been curious about this with soccer. When you play a position that's not a goal-scoring position, so to speak, it can kind of feel like it's thankless. Um, is that, is that tough for you at times or do you kind of just look at it like I'm bettering the team and that's what it's all about? Um, definitely. I mean, when, when people ask you like, how'd the game go? And you say, oh, you won. And people are like, oh, what was the score? And you say it and they're like, who scored? It's like, it's not all that matters. I mean, someone can be standing in front of the goal and score or someone can have an amazing shot and it, it's just dependent on kind of where they were, what the situation was. But um, definitely in my position, I do get more, I would, I mean, call it glory if you want, because I assist a lot of the ball, the ball that gets to the goal. But for a center back, you're, I mean, it's pretty tough to get, to get called out. So we do our best and our center backs are great um, this year. They really stepped up. Um, neither of them were even planning on playing center back until we kind of had to make some adjustments because last year we had two of our center backs graduate and they were amazing. But um, so it's, yeah, I mean, definitely uh, tough, but our my team's so good about, about including everyone. And, and we all know that everyone has contributed to where we've gotten. So, yeah. Now, uh, that CV game was obviously close and it meant a lot to you guys. Um, but I can recall you guys had that game against Mead where you played, obviously, right before the football team did. And uh, that game had a little bit of a lightning delay. And then you guys went into a shootout and the crowd was there. Was that one of your you know, most exciting games of the year? Most, you know, one of the bigger wins of the year for you guys? Uh, talk about that game a little bit. Yeah, so that game actually, so going into the season, uh, Mead, I, I believe Mead was ranked number one in the GSL going in. So they were, I mean, we, we were nervous to play them. We know, me and my teammates know a lot of the girls on that team, club players. We know the coach. He's, um, 
he's always been kind of around club and really involved. And so we were definitely nervous going into that game because their technical team, they're a lot different from CV because they're uh, pretty, they're more like us in that they're better at passing and they're, they have better technical skills. And so we, we were more nervous to play them because we couldn't just rely on like our game, like our passing and our, our quick technical work to get us through because they had the same thing. So um, we definitely had, and we didn't really know um, how to like approach the game because we didn't have a lot of their film and um, they had a lot of seniors graduate last year. So it was going to be kind of a, a new thing for us. So, and then with the whole rain delay, we, we, well, we were struggling with the rain. It was, it was, it kind of made for a, a cold and like tiring game. But then we had that rain break and we kind of went into our team room. And, and at that point we were tied still because then we went to a shootout. And so we went into our team room and we were like, guys, like we have to get it together. Like we have to beat mean. We know we're better than them. We know we're technical. We're more skilled. And we came out and we played pretty well. There was only like 15 or so minutes left in that um in that time before the shootout and then the shootout came and it was like some of the most nervous I've ever been I didn't even shoot because um I was six shooter and only four shot and so and we had this huge crowd like and and the football team was waiting for us to finish and it was just I mean for the I can't imagine what the shooters were feeling but I was feeling nervous because it it definitely was um it put a lot of pressure on us uh, to be to win that game and to kind of get our goal, which was to beat every team in the GSL. And so um, it was super, super exciting for us when we won and we had everyone there because it's definitely the most crowd we've ever had. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, you guys get that win. You complete the uh, undefeated season. And now – you guys move on. You have your game coming up today, right? You guys play your first mm-hmm. playoff game today against who? Yep, Hanford. Okay, and Hanford comes here to prep. Now, um, it's been a little cold the past two days, and it's going to be a little cold for game day today. Can you talk about what it's like to head a ball uh, when it's this cold outside? <laughs> um. <laughs> you know, I knew my best to not hit the ball when it's this cold outside, but some of those midfielders, I don't know how they do it because, I mean, it's so fast and it just hits your head. And I look at my center back um, a few games ago and I'm like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm just like a little dizzy. I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> because the, the ball is just, uh, even when it hits your thigh, you're just, you want to like, you just get these huge marks. It's terrible, but we're going to get through it, and I'm sure everyone's prepared. We've had practice in the weather the past few days, and so the girls are – I know they they brought out their gloves. Okay, so uh, that brings me to the next point. Uh, are you guys are you going to wear, like, tights, long sleeves, gloves, I mean, the works, uh, or do you kind of <laughs> tough it out with uh, short sleeves still? Uh, tonight is going to be the first night we break out the Under Armour, I think. But we're not going to wear – I mean, it depends on your position if you wear gloves or not because if you're throwing the ball in, um, you can't really because it will slip. But some girls do. And then I don't think anyone's going to wear tights. But 
I mean, some people get too cold where it's like, I don't care what I look like. I'm just going to wear tights, <laughs> but I'll be wearing Under Armour for sure. Yeah. Uh, now, when you have to leave and kind of walk away from, hey, we, we reached our goal. We were 8-0. You know, we won the GSL. And then you have to refocus to, well, now it's in the playoffs and, you know, we want to go to state and all of that. And, you know, making sure you stay hungry and not um, be too satisfied with just being GSL champs. Yeah, and that actually has been a huge topic of discussion for us these past few days and even the day after we beat CV um, because, well, even, okay, so we beat you high, uh, what, last Wednesday? And after that win, we actually knew we were GSL champs because of, like, a point. The point, we had had more points even if CV were to beat Meade, which they actually lost. So, um or Mount Spokane, that's what I meant. And so we had to kind of split up the two seasons. So, or here's what we said. So we said the GSL season is our first season, and then we're going into a whole new season starting today. So today is the first game of our season, technically, because our playoff season is a new season. We're starting, everyone is in playoffs because they earned their place there. Regardless of what seed they are, regardless of what uh, team, where they're from, doesn't matter. We have to come out and we have to act like we're playing the first-ranked team in the state because that's what any team could be at this point. We're, they're all good enough to where it's like, you have a bad game, okay, that's the difference between you winning or losing. So um, that's definitely been like what's on our minds because we don't want to get to lose focus because we've worked so hard and we've been so focused that I don't want people to, like, overlook how important it is to win, like, even a game today and the game on Saturday. So that's, yeah. I think that's kind of we're – doing, we're doing a good job of it right now. We have to keep our, our heads in the gas pedal on right now. Yeah. Now, uh, if you guys are obviously in the position that you're in uh, and you continue to go uh, on down the playoff road – Will you guys hopefully continue to play at home, or will you get to a point where you'll have to go on the road? Um, it, depending on how – if we keep winning, most of our games will be at home until the final four. Okay. But um, if we – so if we lose a game, like, for example, if we were to lose tonight, um, we're still in the tournament, uh, but there's a possibility we're playing away. So, okay. I mean, we're keeping home field advantage as long as we keep winning until the Final Four. And, and the home field advantage, honestly, is a huge factor to to our success because our field is kind of – we've trained on it. We know how to play on it. We know what we what works for us. And we don't have to travel, which is huge for us. So Okay. Now, if you could, one last thing. Uh what would you say to the student body out there to get them to come to a game and what it would mean to you guys if you had a big student section like a football game? Yeah, um, I would just say, like, look at our, like, record this this far. Like, we're, we're oh, like, we are GSL champs. We are ranked, I think we're ranked first in the state right now. And we are so good. Like, <laughs> just, like... I don't know. I just, I don't, I, I get so sad when we, I see no one there because 
I just want our support because we're so good and we're so, we're so capable of doing so well that I think that it's, it's like, it should, it, they should be excited for, for such a good team to be at their school. So, yeah, I absolutely agree. And, uh, it is my plan to be out there, uh, for your guys' <laughs> game today and, uh, brave the cold. Uh, but I want to see you guys be successful because I think it's incredible what you've been doing this year and uh, really keep that going. And thanks so much for coming on and speaking so highly of your team because it was at no point in the interview you talking about too much of yourself. It always came back to the team. So I appreciate that, and uh, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you. Have a good day. Big thank you to all the athletes that joined the show today. And uh, for you out there listening, don't forget to get in touch with the program. If you're interested in asking us to interview anyone in particular, uh, you want to comment, give your takes, give us questions to discuss on the show, feel free to reach out to the show. We have a Facebook page. You can reach me via Instagram as well. And then uh, we do have a a show email, which is pupsports1 at gmail.com. So, uh, getting uh, get in touch with the program any way possible. Love to hear from you. And as always, go Pups. <laughs>